everybody. Welcome to the WCBC Podcast. My name is Hunter. My name's Alan. And I'm Cody. And we're here and welcome in. Uh, we're excited to be back with you all this week. You might be asking yourself, what in the world's been going on? Uh, well, let me explain some things. It's a little busy right now. I was out of town last weekend. We had youth camp. Went great. Had a good time. Um, we went with another church, Reed Springs. Had a wonderful time. Alan's son, Joe, goes there. Um, and Joe, he's Joe. We mm-hmm. we had a good time. I'll have to tell you guys, Cody and Alan, I'll have to tell you all something he told me off this recording. Off the record. Yeah, yeah off oh, the record here awful. just a little bit. It was, it was pretty funny. There's no telling. Yeah, there is no telling. So, uh, But it, it was a good time. And um, we've had sickness and different things going on as well. And we've been moving out. Finally got moved out yesterday. We're all we're all done yeah. except for a couple cups that Haley left on accident. Uh, got all our legal work figured out for my new house. So praise God for mm-hmm. that. It's been a process, uh, but everything's just busy right now. And uh, I like being busy. I don't know about y'all. Thanksgiving, right? November. It's a busy time of month. We've got deer season. We've got family season. We've got church. Also, we got the Thanksgiving meal coming up next week. Um, actually, let me go ahead. Um, if you're local in this area or surrounding areas, I think it's November 12th from like 12 to 2, 12, 3, maybe. Um, we do a Thanksgiving feeding here at the church. So people come and eat here, but we also deliver meals and hand meals out like a, a fast food window. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested in that, we'd love for you just go on Google, watch in Chapel Baptist Church. You can even throw in Madisonville if you want. Usually it'll pull up with just that. Uh, you can get our phone number for our church office here and just give our uh, assistant a call. Tell her your information. Tell her how you're wanting to eat. And uh, we'd love to get that to you. Uh, it's a great time, great time, great time. We, and, we enjoy it. And you're more than welcome. No matter where you're at, no matter where you're associated with, you're more than welcome. There's always plenty. And uh, it's something that we just like to do for the community. Yeah, if you want to come here from Germany, come on. November 12th, just show up. Come on. Uh, but no, um, we're very excited about that. Farfik Nogan. Uh, whatever that Guten means. Tag, Frau Lein. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. whoa, That's the only thing I know how to say. Yeah, I'll take it back. I don't know what I'm saying. Whoa, whoa. Sorry, I, sorry. That's, hello, ma'am. That's it. That's all I know. Hello, ma'am. That's it. <laughs> if we butchered that, no offense. No offense. We're not trying to offend anyone. I will throw that disclaimer out there. I apologize if I offended anyone. <laughs> Look, I've seen Saving Private Ryan. I know German. I know enough. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, we've just got, um, a lot going on. It's a, it's a good time of month and Thanksgiving's coming up. Yes. So as you guys know, I mean, family time's coming up, very essential to family time. Um, and so this month's been busy. Uh, last couple of weeks have been busy. Got an episode that's going to drop. Well, you guys will get this one Thursday. So this last Sunday, this past Sunday, it's going to drop, um, fathers and sons or not sons, <laughs> Fathers and Dads, uh, part one. This is Fathers and Dads, part two. Um, We're just looking forward to being able to talk about something that we're familiar with because we are uh, not fathers and dads, husbands and fathers. Good grief, man. Fathers and dads, two different things. Fathers and dads. No, we're talking about what it means to be a husband a little bit. We're talking about what it means to be a dad. Um, Super excited. This last episode, just to kind of do a little bit of a recap, Alan and Cody were able to share a little bit about their lives. Um, so obviously Alan has two kids that are fully grown. Both are married. One has kids. So Alan is a papaw. He's got two grandbabies. 
Um, and then Cody just had Peter. Mm-hmm. How long is it now? Three, four? It's month? been Wednesday will be five weeks, so a little over a month. Absolutely. He is gone uh, by really fast. Yeah, really fast. His pictures man. and stuff from the beginning to he's now. Gr- he's growing, growing up. like a week. Yes. Just hang on, man. Yeah. Oh, hang yeah. On. Oh, hang uh, on. I, I'm starting to see a yeah. fraction of it. Yeah. It, it goes by really quickly. He's going to be talking and walking before I know it. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited because like I've seen him in passing, but like this next week, Haley and I were taking Cody and Bree some dinner, so we actually get to like look at him. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm pretty excited because the pictures and stuff, man. He, he yeah, he's already formed, and he he's is. developing a personality, man. This kid is hilarious. Like he's just funny. Like I don't know if you know what rooting is uh, when a baby's breastfeeding. So like when we're giving him a bottle and you take it away from him. Now he doesn't cry or anything. He's a grunter. He's he's really he grunts a lot. Mm. But if I lay him on my chest and I'm trying to burp him, he does this thing, man, where he he grinds his nose and face into my chest and does this literally and then he'll lift his head up as hard as he can, look at me and then plummet back down. It's just hilarious, the, man. The thing the thing that really I I like to add to all of this is that as we develop, and you can see the pictures of the newborn, and they've got the, the swelling and all things so that, uh, you know, they've really not got their facial features. A week or two into it, and they start feeling, developing the little personality. Mm-hmm. Man alive, how you can just see God at work, mm-hmm. the miraculous work of God. And uh, as they get older, and as as we get older, uh, you know, at the time, you're, I'm, I was just numb in reaction mode, trying to be a father, trying to do the right thing, trying to pay the bills, all those things that dads do. Mm-hmm. And now as I've got a little bit of age on me, man, I can reflect back on that and say, man, God had his hand on me. God, how, how, he, how he shielded me from things and, and ignorance and stupidity and, and uh, allowed me to be a part of that, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So talking about, you know, the time and the kids and development, I think, I think this will be good. I think last time we kind of just did like a, a brief like intro. Like I know you guys talked about like discipline a little bit. Alan shared a little bit about – uh, how it was raising them, and then Cody kind of – I think I asked Cody the questions like, what would be one thing, you know, you would want Peter to know? Because um, after Alan talked about, you know, what Joe and Brittany know now, and we talked about that, but I, I think this would be pretty good, and both y'all can kind of talk a little bit about this. Alan has it more figured out. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so let me set the scenario up, okay? And Alan, go, you can go back in your mind, okay? Um, going into labor, okay? Going into labor. Yeah. However long it took, how long did, did Michelle take for both? So Brittany was uh, twenty something hours. Joe was very rapid. I mean, <laughs> it was almost almost missed Joe. It was it was that fast. So uh, yeah, it was a day and night difference. Yeah, Brittany was spent a long time in there, you know, waiting on full dilation and then waiting on the uh, birth. Yeah, and uh, Joseph was. Uh, Probably less than three hours. He really? tells he tells people he was born at the church. <laughs> yeah. He tells people. <laughs> no. She went in labor here. Yep. Oh really? Yeah. At, we were at church. That's what he said. He told he tells people I was born in this pew. I'm <laughs> born right here in this ten, pew. Ten, ten pounds six ounces, and she had him natural. No no time for an epidural. Oh uh, wow. Yeah. Woo! It was it was uh, one of those things where. And they say but without the epidural, the woman has more use of her body and her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she she Michelle knocked it out of the park. She she's a champ. So, <laughs> Bree, did she have procedure done? To have yeah, Peter? it was uh it was weird. He was a week early. Um, no, no, he was his official date was either going to be the thirteenth or the seventeenth, and we decided on the seventeenth because that would have been full term forty weeks, 
or 40, however many weeks it is. That's full term. Um, she went, I got off work. I work night shift. So I got off work and I'm going home and going to sleep. And she said, okay, I got my checkup. It was like, you have to do in the last two months, you have to do a checkup every week. So he, she's like, okay, mom's coming with me. She's like, I don't know. I just want, mom wants to come. So, uh, I didn't go to this one cause they weren't doing an ultrasound. It was just a routine checkup. And then I get a phone call on the fourth and says, you need to get to the hospital right now. I'm like, why? 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 What's going on? I'm in a dead sleep, like dead sleep. She said, um, his blood pressure or my blood pressure is really high and they don't like it. So they're taking him like right now. You need to get here immediately. Well, oh yeah, I got there and he had, he was upside down. So it had to be a C-section and six hours later of she's fine. She's not in labor. She's not hurting at all. Um, she's a little sore and it just took some other lady was in front of us having another baby. Can I be very inconvenient? <laughs> Need to hurry up and push it through. And then the doctor had to get there from Knoxville. So it was like six hours later. He was born at like 630 in the afternoon. Um, yeah, it was like we were not ready for that. I was trying to get a hold of work and be like, hey, you know that leave I was going to take? Yeah, I got to take it now. It's like two weeks ahead of time. I got to take it now. And I'm like, oh, crap, are they going to fire me? Any child of mine, especially a boy, is going to be very full of surprises. And uh, <laughs> I mean, out, I mean, he was starting out right. <laughs> yeah, he was a good. He was a good kid, man. Like in the hospital, like no problems. The hardest thing was mom and the new mom anxiety, and she didn't sleep. Like I mean, when I say not a wink, I don't. I mean, not a wink. For she was to the point after four days, she was doing what your body calls micro sleep, where it basically forces yourself to go to sleep wherever you may be. She was sitting in a chair. And fell asleep for about five minutes and like and had no idea what happened. It was just that bad. So Yeah, and I've got a point where we're going with this, but I do think it's funny, like when Gavin and Lexi had their baby, mm-hmm. we we went up there right after and uh it was funny like every time he'd be taken away and like brought back in, like they what's this? What did y'all do that did this? and I'm like, I'll be the same way, but it's just interesting because you instantly take ownership. Yes. Who did? We're just gonna keep going, but yeah, I mean, like it, call back it, later. It's uh, it's uh, <laughs> we're not here, okay? <laughs> we're not here. It's Sunday, okay? We're not. No, Watson Chapel Baptist Church. How's your salvation today? To you know what? I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Uh, that's probably what it is. <laughs> I don't have a car. <laughs> You'd think the pastor would answer the other line. Come on, preacher. No, yeah. but um, when you look at like instantly taking ownership, that's kind of where I'm going with this. It's like okay. There's baby, you're like, oh my, this is my baby, ownership, you're wanting to make sure, I mean, instantly you're trying to take care of it, but like, as a, as a dad in that moment, like, what I'm asking is like, what were your all's thoughts about, okay, this is getting ready to happen, like, I've got to figure some stuff out. Instantly reflecting toward God and creation, instantly humbled, instantly uh, reflecting on how insufficient and unprepared I am. But reality set in, understanding that the whole expectations of my life have not changed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a kid anymore. Uh, it's this is not a game I'm playing. It's real, and it got yeah. it, it it got it got real real. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. And the fact that uh, now I, I've been basically a child up to this point, and now I am responsible mm-hmm. for a child. And, and and taking that to heart, understanding that God's placed this responsibility in my life, man alive, uh, I take it very seriously. I took it very seriously. And uh, uh, 
didn't want to mess that up. Didn't want to mess that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say for me, it was more just a appreciation. Everybody talks, oh, the miracle of life, the miracle of birth. Well, no, it's it's not a miracle, okay? But it is awesome of, like, how much I appreciated God carrying us through this because, like, with a pregnancy, you can research and talk to pregnant people and couples having a baby all you want, but until you walk through it and you know all the variables that can lead to devastating consequences, any anything can happen at any point during the pregnancy. My sister is a radiology technician. She's told me horror stories. And the fact that when you get to the birth and the child is born healthy and clean no deformities whatsoever nothing went wrong and how intricate this little person came from just you and her coming together and now there is a half breed of you and her and this is an actual person with a living soul that you are fully responsible for and you can't mess up or like they're they're just completely helpless they are 100 percent dependent on you it's not like your wife where she's kind of dependent on you no it's like this person is completely dependent can't chew its own food and full responsibility and it's like it's a very big honor and it's something that you gladly yeah gladly take on i'm gonna have to stop you cody because the fact that a baby can breathe underwater for 40 weeks yeah that's miracle to me it's that's weird. miracle to me man that's miracle it's Call weird. supernatural i'm just saying like there are some weird things about pregnancy that make yeah. no sense yeah and we don't I'll, I'll spend 20 minutes in this because like like when you get married and you start getting ready to have a family and, like, your friends are having babies, you start learning all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is so abnormal that a child comes to this earth the way it does, and it makes no sense mm-hmm. that a human can be inside of a human. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. It, Absolutely mind-boggling. Like, when Grant and Caitlin went and had their last ultrasound, which I'm sure all parents have went through this, but I didn't know this. Like, you know, their baby's, like, the size of, like, a, a golf ball yeah. at that point. And, like, there's, Grant said, like, in the um, the ultrasound, it looked like a flash would go off, like, mm-hmm. every other second. And they were telling him that was the heartbeat. And I was like, yeah, bro, like. They just wait. How? Wait, Hunter, just it, wait. It, it's, pretty, it's pretty neat. It is <laughs> it pretty is neat. It is extremely like, neat. And, and that's the thing, like, you can't tell me that one day some atoms and some stardust and plasma, or not plasma, but some things just banged together in the universe. Hogwash. And created a way that a woman could carry something underwater for nine months. Yeah, yeah. nonsense. It's, it's God, pretty crazy. It's, and it's, survive it's, all this pain and turmoil. And it's like people have been doing it for thousands of years. Like, you think about, man, before modern medicine, how did they do this? Like, biblical God, times. God, it worked. Like, how did, how, God, did, how did this work, man? You talk about the delivery process, and the woman goes through the pain and the, and the travail. And, you know, it's all biblical. We've, yeah. we've talked about it yeah. before. Uh, but that, that labor room experience for Hunter, this is for you, buddy. When they when you go in there and they, they cloak you out in that paper suit and little hat and they offer you the shoe covers, take them. <laughs> you, you'll need the shoe covers. Don't ask why. You will need the shoe covers. Yes. Woo! <laughs> so, it, it's just wild. And I know that's not specifically what we're talking about, but, like, I'm just saying, like, when Cody brought up the point of, like, all of the details and everything that goes on and then the baby comes out fine, like, yo, there are so many things that take place. So, all right, let, let's, let me add to the, that question, then we'll kind of end right there. Um, so, you, you've expressed your first thoughts, right? Kind of like, okay, this is it, this is it. So, like, let me ask you all this. Did you guys have prayers that came out through that process, too? Like, you know, here you are at the hospital. Now your baby's out. And yes. It's like, so, like, how important is it for a husband slash dad, both? I mean, how important is it in that moment, but through that child's life, through the marriage, right? Because we're transitioning into the mm-hmm. being the husband. 
I mean, how important is it right there in that moment? Like, let me seek God for a few minutes about this situation and what's getting ready to take place for the future of my family. I mean, how important is that? Gosh, man, I could go the rest of this time and, and not give Cody opportunity to speak just out of experience of mm-hmm. things that, man, when you talk about, you know, the first uh, accident where you have to go to the emergency room or the first car accident they have or the first time they're playing organized sports or the first time they're late for curfew, mm-hmm. the things that go through a parent's mind. And we've I've had this conversation with both my kids, so this is not anything that's new to them. It's new to the public. I'm <laughs> doing it on a podcast. But it's not the fact that you're 10 minutes late for curfew. Mm-hmm. It's the 10 minutes that I'm sitting at the house wondering, are you wrapped around a power line pole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you in a ditch somewhere? Mm-hmm. That 10 minutes of unknown is spent in travail and, and, and yeah. praying God and, and petitioning God on, on your behalf mm-hmm. to, to bring you home safely. And, and those scenarios for me as a, a father and a husband have utilized God so many times as a resource to get me through those times of uncertainty and, un, uh, and absolute ignorance and I don't know what to do. Praying is the only thing you can do. Yes. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, I'm sure you all prayed for your child and your wife before he came out, but, like, that precedent, like, I'm going to start this now, like, but it's not, like you said, Alan, it's not just, like, in that moment. I mean, it's going to foreshadow your whole life as a dad. So, like, Cody, from your perspective, like, you know, Peter's still young, but, like, from that young dad perspective, like, from before he came out to when he did till now, I mean, how important has it been, like, that communicating God, like, about your child, your wife, your family? Oh, it's important because up until this point, I have had semi-control and say over things that happen um, in my life, you know. I've had to trust God, but especially, especially in this time, whether it comes to everything pertains to him and her every every everything everything so it, does and i have apps and i've learned that you have absolutely no control over a lot of these variables so it should be cody yeah so it should be. absolutely none and i was even talking to the pastor earlier about some uh, situations going on with me just learning to be patient and learning to trust that god is gonna he's already worked everything out and all he's concerned about is how are you handling this in this situation i gotta say That's this good. because when we, we've talked about it for years in church and we Understand that you're never more like Christ than when you put others before yourself. Mm-hmm. When God puts you as the head of that household, people think, well, I'm the head of the household. I'm the boss. No. Listen, guys, you're never more like Christ than when you put others above yourself. So when you put that baby and you put your wife, and that's what matters the most. Listen, brother, Scripture, you're fulfilling your role that mm-hmm. God's placed you in. That's good. I think that's beyond, like, that's beyond, like, to me, like, I don't have kids, but yet that's applicable because it is. I mean, that, that's what it's called to, like, you know, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church that's and it, man. his wife. Like, that's it. I mean. That's why divorce rates through the roof, man. Yeah. And yeah. I, blame, I blame the men, first of all, because God's placed us in a position of leadership mm-hmm. and responsibility. And we want, to, we want to focus on leadership and forcing folks to follow our leadership. Yeah. It's not about that, guys. It's a responsibility. Well, and when you think about, like, Alan becoming a servant's like a servant's heart or servant's mindset, which we could really go with this. But like, I mean, Jesus, right, thought, thought it robbery of God, made himself lower than the angels. I mean, humbled himself, right, to become a servant. And Jesus is sitting there with the disciple, and he's like, who's the greatest? Mm-hmm. Well, the least of you, right? I mean, the one who wants to serve his brother. 
And so it's like in that moment, like they can look around and compare, but let me be honest with y'all. No one can be the least as much as Christ was. That's it. Yes. Hey, guys, men, husbands, dads, check your ego, please. Check your ego. Yeah. And when you look at Jesus, and what I mean, like, no one can be the least as Christ was, like, Christ literally became man. Yes. I mean, he was God, right? I mean, he is God. Literally becomes man. Not only does he become man in the form of a servant, but now... He who knew no sin becomes sin. So, like, Jesus is around his creation being made fun of, having to endure what it is to be human. He's never been one before. Having to become a sacrifice. So, it's like, you want to talk about somebody who became the least? Christ did. But who became the greatest? Christ did. I mean, he's both. That's the reason he can teach that lesson. Mm -hmm. So, it's kind of like, in conclusion, it's like, when we think about, you know, Christ we think about his example we think about his scriptures I mean husbands like it's so like don't get me wrong y'all like there are times where like a decision has to be made like a circumstance comes up right and and your wife's looking to you and you're like uh you know okay this is what what we're gonna Mm -hmm. do in this moment I, I get that a lot of times you know you have that conversation with your spouse too as you make that decision because you're together but it's like when you and y'all I've been guilty of this when you look at your spouse or you look at your marriage and you look at in, in any circumstance and you equate yourself to the top dog, you've missed it. Yes. You've missed it. And I'm going to tell you, I, I think when you look at your spouse and you look at what they've come through in life and you look at the hardships they've endured, which it varies between, you know, women. And, and this is what I'm saying. It's like God has given me the opportunity to take care of Haley and give her a life she never was able to have as a child. Mm-hmm. But, like, from what Alan just said, no, it's more than that. God's given me an opportunity opportunity to be a servant mm-hmm. to someone who needs that in their life, but also is going to reflect that back to yes. you. And so it's like the partnership God created. And I, I'll tell you the thing that the corporate world has plagiarized from Scripture and have used successfully. Uh, there's a difference between being a boss and being a leader. Yes, there's a, there's a difference between being yeah. the boss. I see it. I and see being it all leader. the time. God, God's, God's not placed us over being the boss of the family. Yeah. He's placed us over being the leader of the family. Yeah. A leader is somebody that people will be willing to follow. Yeah. Okay. If my family's not willing to follow, it's not my family's fault. Yeah. It's my leadership techniques that's suffering and need improvement. Well, I mean, as Christ is the head of the church, right? The man is supposed to be the head of the home. Exactly right. And it's like Christ is a boss, but like Christ is more than that. Like he leads his church. He mm-hmm. leads his flock. So it's like, okay, let's use that comparison as he did to the husband in the house. Mm-hmm. You're the leader of your flock. You've got to lead them. You can't beat them. You know, you can't do these things. Like you are called to lead that flock. And the reality is, is if you do a poor job or you malnourish, right? They're not going to follow well. Or you, no. yeah, or you do something drastic to them. I mean, like you're going to answer to the great shepherd, right? Yes. I mean, and so what we're getting at is like, it is so essential. Like when you look at what we've talked about, about Cody and Alan sharing about what it means to be a dad and they're two different perspectives, new dad, a dad that's has two grown kids, you can say babies, you can old, old dad. There you go. Uh, when you look at the two different perspectives, I'm okay, not offended. then you trans, you, you kind of transition and it's like, now we're looking at like, you know what it means to be the husband, which is what we're going to talk about next episode in a sense, your kids, your wife, it's the same. You're the shepherd. Now, you know, your wife comes before your kids, and sometimes that can be difficult, and I've heard people express that because it's your your kids. You know what I'm saying? 
But it's like when you look at Christ's biblical mandate and the model that he's given, if you'll submit yourself to Christ, it won't be hard to follow into that model. Why? Because your submission will put him as the leader of your life. And as he leads your life, you'll fit that model. Mm -hmm. It's funny. We don't have to fit that model on purpose. Through our obedience to him, we fall right into it. Because why? Because he's the shepherd leading his flock, and he's called us to be that husband. And so whether you're a husband or whether you're a wife, um, this next episode, we're just going to talk a little bit. We'll probably use Ephesians 5 as our model because we've already referenced it. Um, But we would really just like to talk about, you know, that husband responsibility. Um, But also there's scripture for wives that might not have a husband Mm -hmm. that's doing what he's supposed to. So God's covered us on both ends. And so um, with that being said, guys, y'all have anything else? God bless. We love y'all. I hate to end this right now, but we'll pick it up next time on the WCBC podcast. See you guys next time.